Morning. How's everyone doing this morning? You know, God is good. God is good. You know, we just sung Multiply, right? Yes. And one of the amazing parts in that song, he says that I have surrendered to your design, not our design. And it's amazing to be here this morning to worship a God that designed us. That formed us, yes. that knew us before we knew ourselves. Yes, and with that being said, we need to go to God and pray. Amen. Let's pray for the service. Amen. God, thank you so much for loving us the way that you do. Father, we're just so grateful um, that we are able to submit and surrender to your design. Help us, Father. Help us to know how much we need you. Father, you, you made us, you formed us, you know what's best, Father. I pray, Father, that we always come to you first, knowing that you know exactly the plans you have for us. Right. Help us to submit to you, Father. I pray that today, as we listen to your word, that we surrender. Right. That, Father, that we're ready, that we are eager to hear what you have to say to us, Father. I pray, Father, that you move me out of the way. And that we only can hear your voice. Right. Father, allow me to use your scriptures, Father, in a way that is pleasing and holy to you. Right. Father, again, we love you. We are grateful for this time. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, again, I'm super excited to be able to, to preach to you guys this morning. Uh, it is amazing to be able to be in this um, series that we call Opportunity. Yes. Again, that God has given us so many, so many great opportunities. We have actually more than enough, what? Opportunities. And, and again, so one of the things, and guys, you know some of our journey, you know, again, I, I, I'm going to preach this until I am blue in the face about my baby girl, Melo. You know, I, I, I'm going to preach this because I know that God allowed this go, that to happen so that I can see. You know, me and Kim, we have been on a journey for the last... Last year, over a year now at this point, trying to help our baby girl to see. Yes. To try to help her to restore and help her with her vision when she was born. She was born with two. Um, she was born with one eye. One of her eyes, again, had no vision. Right. And then the other eye was cloudy. Mm -hmm. It was super cloudy and it was like, hey, listen, there is no vision. She's going to be blind. And, and thank be to God, um, a doctor came by and he said, I don't know how she sees, but she's seeing something. I don't know how. Um, so again, he said, let's try to do a cornea transplant. And again, so we've been on a journey with that. Uh, again, we, we went into this journey. And they said, hey, listen, I want you guys to know when you start this journey, it's going to be work. But one of the things that they, they looked at me and Kim, they said, we kind of, we, we, we look at the parents to kind of see whether or not we want to do this type of investment because it is going to be an investment. So, again, we, we started the cornea transplant, and every week for the last almost a year, we had to go every Friday morning at 5 a.m., we had to go on a journey to the UAB hospital all the way from our home. You guys know where we live. We live yeah. Yes, sir. Far from UAB Hospital. Yeah. And again, so we drove, again, in our car, we're driving, and we go every Friday, like, to the point 
where people actually, at first they was like, they were confused. Like the nursing staff was confused because they were like, whoo, because again, by the way, this type of surgery, this type of cornea transplant is not normal for babies. So again, it's very rare. So what happens is the reason why he should come in every week is he wanted to look at the cornea every week under anesthesia. So basically, she had, to, she had to get anesthesia every week, right? Or for, you know, and again, the first year of her life, she had anesthesia, trying to, again, help her with her vision. And again, we did this for about a year, and even today, we are, we have to give her eye drops. And her mom does a great job, and sometimes I do it. But again, her mom does a great job in giving her, again, her eye drops so she can, what, see but one of the amazing things is, because again, for the longest though, we, we still, you know, we're kind of confused on whether or not she can see. Because it's not like she can communicate to us. Right, 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 right. It's not like she can tell us, hey, I can see, right? right. So again, we, we, you know, everyone, even the doctors, like, they're asking us, do y'all think she can see? <laughs> um, we don't know. Right? But I'm telling you, one of the most amazing sights that we see today is her doing like this. Wow. I mean, this is an amazing sight to us. This is an amazing sight just to see her. She's, she's looking at these fingers, and she's like, wow, I can see. Wow. Everybody say, I can see. I can see. You know, seeing is an amazing thing. You know, it, again, we have an opportunity. We have a great opportunity to do what? To see. And, and God... He doesn't want us necessarily to see the way we see things, but the way he sees things. The way that God sees things is so much higher and so much greater than us. Go ahead and turn it over your Bibles to Ephesians 5. Starting at 15, it says, Be very careful in how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. You know, when we started this series in the beginning of the year, more than enough, when we started just saying, hey, this is going to be the theme for 2023, more than enough, again, we came in with the vision of, hey, we want to walk and we want to be wise in 2023. Like, we don't want to just do things out of obligation. We don't want to just it's just you aimlessly walking and doing all these things, continue to walk and run, and again, getting no results. Right. Again, still feeling just beat down. And he said, we're going to walk in what? Wisdom. Because we know that God does what? Orders our steps. And we, and we prayed about it, and we said, God, please help us to walk in wisdom. Help us to understand what you want from us so that, again, we won't be walking as unwise. And, and again, in some ter- interpretations of this, it says, listen, when you walk unwise, you're actually what? A fool. We don't want to be foolish in 2023. Again, we want to walk with wisdom. And one of the things it says here, it says, be careful. Everybody, Everyone say, be careful. Be careful. Again, we want to be very careful on how we walk. We want to be very careful on the fact that, again, our time is precious. Again, the time that we have is precious. 
And we want to use our time wisely. That's right. You know, one of the things that Satan always tries to do, even, you know, with us, and I talked to you guys about this with walking with him. You know, when we talk about just walking with Christ in, in 2023, is he always tries to speed us up. He always tries to get us to run in a way that is, is foolish. You know, and, and the thing is that what we have to be wise in, if we're going to, again, continue to walk with him in 2023, in 2 Corinthians 2.11, it says, in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. you got to understand that Satan has patterns. Okay, he has certain things that he has patterns, and again, if we're not aware of his schemes, then it says what? That we will be what? Outwitted. Right? And again, we don't want to give Satan an advantage. And again, in, in what we was reading it early on, it says, because the days are evil. Many of us don't believe that Satan exists. Many of us don't believe that evil is in this world. So we're just walking and acting like nothing is existing and going on around us. Unaware of what? His schemes. Unaware of his schemes. It says in Hosea 4, 6, it says, My people are destroyed for a lack of what? Knowledge. That my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. I'm going to tell you like this, guys. Being ignorant is expensive. Again, being ignorant is expensive. Whatever area in our lives that we are ignorant in is going to cost us. It is very expensive. And that means that we have to be careful on what we allow to touch our minds. We have to be careful on what we allow to govern what we think. And if we're not, again, very, very selective on what we allow to enter into us, we will be outwitted. Go and turn to Genesis 3.1. I'm going to show you an example of this. It's a principle. This principle is called the principle of first mention. And I think it is so important that we understand how we see same schemes line up. And this is the first time we see it. Again, the principle of first mention. And this is how we kind of, and it is called, again, in a lot of a lot of worlds, we call it discernment. Okay, yeah. Using discernment to be able to be wise and, and see a scheme, yeah. see a pattern, yeah. and be able to adjust. Yeah. You know, one of the things that was so frustrating for my son and his basketball team this year was our coach had a hard time. I mean, he's watching, I love him. But he had a hard time adjusting. Right? So what 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 happened is a lot of times they will be up in a lot of their games in the first half. They'll come out really, really strong. But again, the coach of the other team would see what they were doing and he would make an adjustment. And if we don't make adjustments when we see patterns, we're missing the boat. If we don't make adjustments when we see what Satan is doing in our lives, when we see Satan trying to get on us, we will be out with it. Genesis 3, verse 1, it says, 
Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals. The Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat from the trees in the garden, but God did not say you must not eat from that tree that is in the middle of the garden. And, and, and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die. The serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from, eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit in the trees was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom. And we're going to stop there. When the woman saw, right? So when she saw that it was what? Desirable and pleasing. What did she do? She took it. And a lot of times, one of the schemes that Satan would do is with what we see. And a lot of times, it's really what we cannot see that he will really trick us on. And his desire is to take us away from Christ. And the way that he does that, again, is by using what we what, what we see. And, and when we keep reading, it says, um, in, in verse it says, in verse 6 it says, When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable, gaining wisdom, she took some of, some of, it, some of it and ate it. And she also gave some to her husband. Come on now. Who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were what? Were open. And they realized that they were what? Naked. So they, they sewed and feed leaves together and made coverings for who? For themselves. The first scheme of Satan is to have it, help us do it for ourselves. It's called self-sabotage. Okay? Satan realized that he cannot destroy us. We give Satan too much power. He can't destroy us. But he can talk yourself into destroying Absolutely. He will talk you into destroying yourself. This is the first, what we call, influencer. The first influencer that we have ever met. He didn't do anything. He just influenced her to destroy her way. The first influencer. And it's so important, guys, that we govern and we watch who we allow to get into our minds. You know, it's so funny. I was listening to a podcast. And, and again, I, I went on this fast. I said, listen, no social media for me. I'm not doing it. I'm done with it. So I, I, I get on this podcast. I'm on this podcast. And again, it's a Christian podcast. And these guys start talking. And you just allow these things to get into your heart and your soul. And before you know it, you start thinking things that you never thought before. And you start thinking things. And you're looking at people 
phrasing sideways. He's like, what's going on with me? And the thing is that we must make sure that we govern what we listen to and what we watch by the word of God. That's right. And if we're not, again, doing that with his word, we're missing the boat. Be careful that, again, we don't miss the boat in this area. In John 8.31, it says, To the Jews who believed in me, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you're really my disciples. Then you will know the what? The truth. The truth. And the truth does what? Set you free. You know, we have an opportunity to be set free. You know, Christ, his, 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 his whole vision for us is not to live a life in bondage. But a lot of times, we, we cuff ourselves. A lot of times, we, cuff, we put our, those chains right back on us. You know how we do it? By listening to others. By listening to everybody else but the Word of God. By allowing, again, the Word of God to be our standard. Again, we allow so many influences in our lives. Yeah. And we got to be able to be in the garden and say, you know what? That's a snake. Mm. Mm. Come on. I, I, mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying. That's a snake. Again, we have to be able to discern, and the way that we do that is only through God's word. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The only way that we're able to find, again, our way. Bible says that he is what? The way, the truth, and the life. The only way that that happens is when we allow God's word to again be our standard. So many times, and again, we talk about this always, we talk about this a lot, is that we don't use our daily faith. We don't use our daily faith. And what happens is when we don't use our daily faith, it becomes lazy faith. And when we have lazy faith, guess what that lazy faith turns into? Hazy faith. Hazy. Hazy. And we start looking at things through a, a cloudy view. That again, the things that we're looking at, we're not looking at it through God's lens. We're not looking at it from the way that God sees things, but we're looking at it from our point of view. And you know that's dangerous. When we start looking at things through the lenses of how we see things, Right? Again, do we allow it to be governed by what? God's word. And one of the things I really want to encourage us as we continue with more than enough, as we continue with this, that we have to make the Bible more than enough. That the Bible has to be the standard. If we're going to allow God to be more than enough, the Bible has to be more than enough for us. And again, so many times, Satan will play on us and we think that I don't need the Bible. I don't need the Bible. I don't need God's word. Well, I'm telling you this. <laughs> the lie detector has determined that that is a lie. Yeah. The lie detector has determined that that is a lie. It's amazing how in John 1.14, it says the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, 
and the glory of the, the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of what? Grace and truth. And one of the things about the Bible is we love God's grace. We've been talking about God's grace for a while, right? Yes. And again, God's grace is amazing. Yes. But one of the things that will be malpractice no for us to, to discuss with you guys is God's grace without discussing God's truth. Yes. And again, it says God came full of grace and truth. And the way that we experience that grace that God is talking about yeah. is through his truth. Amen. Again, we can't hold on to what we believe. We must hold on to what he teaches. What we believe is just what we believe. But what he teaches is his word. Does that make sense? Because God's word is king. God's word has to be more than enough for us. Amen. You know, Sean, he, he brought this, this principle out a couple of weeks ago. It says, seated with Christ. That we're seated with Christ. That's amazing. And how can we be seated with Christ and we're still here? It's because we don't live by the spiritual realms of this world. That's why it says we are not conformed by what? The patterns of what? This world. But we're renewed by what? Our mind. That's why we set our minds on things what? Above. Look at your neighbor and say, come a little bit higher. <laughs> see, the way that we see, see things, when we just look at it from our perspective, we're not higher enough. See, we look at things from a, a, a viewpoint of here. I, I see what I see what all my buddies are doing. And I see, you know, again, what they did made them successful. Right? And again, living this way and, and, and again, investing this way is going to get me some riches and fame. Right? Again, that's how, we, but no, he says, come a little bit higher. You, right, who are in Christ need to come a little bit higher. That we see things differently. When we look at the world, we look at the world with what? Compassion. Because that's how Jesus looked at the world. He didn't look at the world and say, everyone is doing well because Instagram says so. He didn't look at the world and say, everyone is doing great because Facebook says they look happy. But when Jesus looked at it, he said, you know what? These people are like sheep without a shepherd. And one of the things that, as his disciples, that again has to be on our heart, thumping every single day, is the lost. His word says, come and do what? Follow me. And one of the ways that we follow Christ is by having the same heart as Christ. And there's no way that we can, again, understand God's word without understanding that that is a part of our mission. A part of our mission, a part of, again, what we do is allowing people to see the great joy that we experience through who? Through Christ. And we only get that through his word. We only get that through his word. I want you guys to go back. We're going to go back in Genesis 3, 1, and verse 6. 
You know, one of the biggest traps that Satan will throw at us is that we try to do, again, things for ourselves. You know, it says that, again, it's called self-sabotage. Again, it says that they made coverings for who? For themselves. You know, again, it was God who was covering them. Right? All this time. And one of the things that Satan used that I, I want you guys to, to really point out as we start closing out is he will always draw us to what we do not have. That's true. He will always draw us to what we do not have. You know, you know, God has said, hey, listen, everything is yours except this tree. And what Satan did? He pointed them to that tree. And guess what she said? I don't have enough. Now God said, you got way more than enough. And she said, I don't have enough. Again, the way that Satan will attack you is by putting you in a position where you feel like you don't have enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not talented enough. I don't have enough money, enough resources. God said, you know what? You have more than enough. Yeah. You have absolutely more than enough. Yeah. And again, one of the things he, he wants us to do again, Satan wants us to always dwell on what we do not have. Yes, sir. Wow. And one of the things I want you to know is that if you don't have it, that means he didn't want you to have it. Amen. If you don't have what you don't have, that means that God right now has you exactly what he wants you to have. He wants you to use the gifts you have. He wants you to use everything that he has given to you for his glory. And again, if you don't have it, that's because God didn't want you to have it right now. And again, let's not focus on what we don't have. Because again, this is a tap from Satan that he's been using from day one. He's been using this tactic from day one to always draw us to what we do not have. And I'm here to tell you this morning that God has given us enough. He is enough. His word is enough. Amen. It says in John 1 and 14, it says, The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. You know, as we start going through um, the next couple of weeks, one of the things I'm super excited about is, again, we're going to what? Easter. We're starting, we're starting to get to the Easter season. And, and one of the things that I, I really want us to really understand that is Jesus is always enough. Sure. No matter what the world will tell you, right? No matter what your bank account tells you, right? Your bank account might say otherwise. Your bank, your bank account might say that you ain't got enough. Right? No matter what the gas tank says, it might say you don't have enough gas to get home. Right? No matter what that says, guess what? Jesus is always enough. Amen. Jesus is always enough. And it says the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. You know, we have a living example of the Bible in action. Right. Through Jesus. We are able to see the Bible lived out through Jesus. And one of the things I want you guys to see when we start studying and reading our word, that we see Jesus 
on every single page of the Bible. That's right. I mean, I'm talking about every single page we were able to see Jesus. That's right. And we understand that he is again among us. Amen. It says, we have seen his glory in the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. Amen. We only find truth in him. That's right. You know, we only will find redemption in him. So many times we're looking for the truth. And, and one of the principles I want you guys to really understand about God's word is, it says that the truth will do what? Set you free. You know, the things that you feel like I cannot overcome. The things that you feel like have you in chains. The, the things that you feel like, again, that is holding you back, you find freedom through God's word. That's right. So guess what? If I'm safe, I don't want you to do what? That's right. I don't want you to be in God's word. That's right. Because I know that's the only thing that will bring freedom. I know that that is the only thing that will allow you to be out of bondage. Right. Right. So again, so many of us, again, will go out of here and say, he's going to say, listen, think about Crackleberry. <laughs> some of us are going to get them out of here, hey, what kind of wings do you want? Right? So some love some wings, by the way. But what, what kind of wings do you want today? And he's going to try to steal this word from our hearts. And I'm telling you guys that God's word is what allows us to be free. That's right. And again, grace without truth is, again, malpractice of what God's word really is. Right. And if we are truly going to be and experience God's grace, we have to understand God's truth. And that only, be, that only comes from God's word. Amen. Amen. To God be glory. Amen. Amen. Let's give God, God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for your love. Thank you so much for just allowing us to be able uh, to, to listen to what you have to say to us, Father. I pray that you don't allow anything to steal your word from our heart. The Bible says if we hold to your teachings. If we hope, then we'll know the truth, and the truth has set us free. Father, I pray, Father, that you allow us to be able to fall in love with your word, to see, see it as a, as a necessity, Father, that, again, we can't live or do anything without your word, Father. Father, I pray that we, pat, we, we are like deers patting for your word, Father. Again, I pray that you allow us to have uh, a desire uh, to learn from you. Father, he says, learn from, from you and you give us what? You give us rest. Right. You give us peace, Father. I pray that you allow us to put our full trust in you. Father, I pray that we wrestle with your word, Father. Right. Father, that we fight for your word every single day. Right. Father, allow the, the communion today to, uh, to, to, again, remind us of how much you love us, Father. Right. How much you have given us. Father, be with us as we take the communion this morning, Father, that again is a representation of just how much you have given to us. 
Father, again, we're thankful for this time. We're thankful for your word. Be with us um, as we continue to fellowship with you one another. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.